Kid Otis, the highest host Adam Milk, showing out right here on the Crown OG Studios, dude. Uh, hanging out. You hear slurps going on because we got a hash connoisseur, a terp chaser in the building. Of course, the Ebony's and Ivory's getting tickled right now by the one and only Kentron in the building. Always in the vibe. Looking good today, too, as well. Listen, listen, we got an exciting show today. Shout out to everyone who is here listening to us right now. You're having a great day. You're going to have an even better day. Wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to this, too, uh, all the platforms, Amazon, Spotify, Google, Apple, fucking watching it on YouTube or watching the live stream right now. We appreciate you guys. You could be doing anything in the world and you're here with us. So we're going to have a great time. There's a table full of dabs. There's the headiest setup I've ever had on this set so far. Uh, I got a longtime friend, one of the first professional people I've probably met in the space when I was butt tending over a decade ago. I got like a letter from a lab that was saying how they were going to test your weed and let you know if it's safe or not with like mold and PM and all sorts of other things. I was like, who the fuck is this Addison DeMora guy and why is he sending this shit to one of how many dispensaries he sent this shit to? This is like 2008, like eight, nine era uh he co-founded one of the first labs steep hill uh labs he has been chasing terps as long as i've known him i used to hook him up with some genetics for the cali connection and our boy swerve we uh, both worked we yeah we were working we were working we, there was a there's a lot of history a lot of and history. it's great to have um addison back on the show look he's doing legends of hashish which i want to get into and we're gonna talk a whole lot more dude everybody welcome my boy the hashiest dude I know who just judged the hash competition as well while I was judging Flower. Addison Demora, baby. He's in the building. Hi. You're already like more dabs in than anyone that's been on the show. Really? Two dabs? You're like two dabs before the show even started. That's just, you know, you gotta get warmed up. And you got like this super, you got like this fucking Tupperware exclusive insert that holds a banger keeps your pearl separate your little pool of alcohol a heady ass what is a, a mothership exclusive mothership it is uh i think that's a kickback mini single seed climb um yeah that's what it is a kickback single sleeve seed look you're out here i got my mj arsenals I got nice. the Cobra Coil. 10 mil, I like that. I got some flavors in front of me. I see that. I see you got your whole turp pack. I had to. I might have something you don't have. What do you have? Do you think I'm crazy? For, uh... You know what I'm talking about. Listen. No, no, I don't think you're crazy. No? No. no. I think you're sane. I'm that a real smoker. Sane. Yeah, well, that's... I mean, in, t in terms of being a smoker... You're on the higher side of, of smokers, so yeah, probably crazy for that. Yeah. What do you mean the higher side? Like the consumption side. Like you smoke. A we're lot. like a rare. We're not like the the majority of the cannabis consumers. We're well, like you a, know why, right? Why? Because of access. We have different access. So because we have access, we have more exposure. And because we're exposed to so much, it's it's different for us. But I feel like in California, everyone has access. I mean, you not can go like, to any like we have. any corner and... Yeah, but not like... I know. mean, getting gifted and stuff. Gifted I mean, if you're, really, just... if you're really smart, like there's a lot of shops out there that offer so many perks just to get people to walk in the door. I just told you that just now, 
It's the first time I've been in a dispensary in four years. Yes. Uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast, uh, you can watch the YouTube live. We go to Apothecary. I take every single guest there, give them a little shopping spree to pick whatever they want so they have stuff to smoke and get a little experience. And Addison went straight to the hash. Yep. He was like, let me look at the hash. Uh, it was a little busy, so I got into my bud tending skills. I saw that. And I helped a couple patients out. Sorry, it took a little longer. Uh, but you already knew what you wanted. I love someone that knows what they want. What'd you get? What'd you get? You got... Uh, well, I can take a peek. I got some... Well, obviously, I mean, I... If it's free, it's for me. I'll take three. That's <laughs> always been the motto. And like, because it's like if someone's giving you something, you should be gracious and accept it and right. be thankful. And then you can figure out what to do with it from there. Right. Because it's a resource, right? That's what I do. I get something, I say thank you, and then I... I Regift yeah, it. That's the kind thing to do. Yeah, yeah I make sure I don't throw it away. Well, if it's not your thing, you could still get yeah. someone you love. I have so many, so many listeners that love to see me get GMO because they know I am not smoking it, and someone's gonna get it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> someone else gets dialed out, right? So, like, look, I'll take a dab, but you could keep it because they think my profile. And like you said, we are fortunate enough to get yeah shit access. But look, every Thursday I give it a half ounce if you beat me in Connect Four. I mean, if someone could just like. There's probably like AI that you could create to play Connect Four with to get really good and then come in with um, the There's shit apps, out. there's games, and you could choose different difficulties easy, medium, hard, pro. Like, there's all that shit. Just like chess, but it's just ADD version. But you're, I think that you're like, you might be autistic with that. It's so weird. I feel Rayman ish with it, dude. Because when I've I look seen, at I've watched the, I've when watched I look at it, like I see the equations. You know how in movies they show equations and like the focus the and numbers. shit gets blurred out and you're like, like I see that with Connect Four. I'm like, why with Connect Four? Why do I have this shit? Why couldn't this be with it? like computers? Why does this have to be with Connect Four? It's like Will Ferrell in old school. And he like he's like, oh, and he knows all the shit. It's kind of what it's like. Yeah. yeah. But what I so because it was free. I was like, all right, it's free. I got to look at the top level. I got to see what they What's have a, yeah. for the top level. So they had uh, the Kalia and then this uh, Rosin Tech. Yes. And the Kalia is the Pog Juice, which I'm not sure what that is. Pog is a uh, uh, passion fruit orange guava. But I think it says what it is on there. It might be like, a, don't they have the breakdown on it? Let's see how much information they give us. Sometimes they give you what the cross is. Not on this one. All right. But I like Unless how it, it's like on the side, maybe sometimes. I like how the Kalia comes in a little case that uh, it's like a, not the jar, the actual box. It has like a little frozen. Yeah, yeah. It keeps a it cold. Icy pack in a there. little icy stand. Yeah. Frosty pack. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So that's the Pog. Pog's nice. It looks, looks like fresh press. So we'll dig into that. Is it? I thought it was cold cure. Oh, that's what do you like? Fresh press or cold cure? I like them both. But for fresh press for me, it's got to be something that's super fucking loud. And then it's, you know, for some reason, I, I prefer that because there's a lot more terps. And it's if it's super loud, I like it. But if it's just kind of okay, it's something that's better creamy, like in a nice nucleated, you know, whipped right. cold, cold cure batter. It just depends. So anyone listening, if y'all are wondering what the fuck, I know we got like, there's going to be a lot of advanced terminology and super geeked out on hash right now. Um, fresh press and cold cure. It's basically shatter and butter in rosin. One looks like it's more, it's like clear, glassy, and the other one looks more like whipped butter. Uh, and that's the fresh press versus cold cure. And the way it is created is the process of making it, right? You take melt, you put melt in, in your parchment, uh, or, you're, and then you put it, or you put it in your bags, and you put it in the press, you press the melt. When that comes out, what comes out first is fresh press. 
and then you take that fresh press, you would then take it, put it into a cold cure process, uh, which would be weeks, you know, put it into the, uh, you know, into the cold, and then you'd let it sit in the cold, uh, and then you'd take it out, and then it would be nucleated at that point, you could whip it, there's, there's a process. Nucleated mean it's just UK. It's like malleable. Yeah, you let it sit in the cold for a while, then you take it out, and then you. Some some guys don't do this. Some guys speed it up and they put it on a hot plate. I was about to say, you know what I do when I get fresh press? Yeah. I put it on my computer on the yeah, top yeah. while I stream, and I just let it sit there because it's like a super low heat, and it just turns into a nice texture that I, I put it on the deck, like in the sun. Yeah, <laughs> sun purge. Yeah, because then it's because then it gets like that half and half where you get like the half shatter, half butter yeah that good. Like perfect and then you can make it yourself yeah but then if you keep whipping it from there and then let it and then you know buddha's butter yeah whip it and then pat it back down and let it kind of sit it'll turn into like a nice batter do you remember buddha's butter i do that was like the first whip tech i ever experienced back in like 2012 one of my favorites back then was like uh hgh the goji oh, oh my god dude i remember remember when shatter didn't matter or shatter mattered yeah those were the days, like envelopes everywhere. Okay, I have a general question because I feel like you are a professional hash, hash, hash. I'm a hash lover. A hash. I love hash. You are a hash lover, but you have a lot of education and knowledge on hash, the process, how it's made, all the different, the the whole lexicon and everything. Now, when I say hash, yeah, that's all concentrates hash because a lot of people when you say hash they think it's like water hash or that original bubble hash but hash is like the general term for concentrated cannabis where like you got cannabis and then within cannabis you got the definition of hash is when you gather the trichomes and the heads off of the cannabis of the flower using ice using water or using you know solvents that that's what you make from that is hash it could be solventless hash it could be you know, um, hydrocarbon hash, whatever you're making, but that's the collection of those active compounds in that format of the different size heads. That's, uh, you know, that's hash. So hash is basically like the concentrated form exactly. of, of cannabis. And it's, it could be water hash, it could be solvent, it could be BHO, PHO, whatever, whatever. is a concentrated form of said. Like distillate, is distillate hash? I don't think so. I think that distillate's kind of like, I mean, if it is, it's, uh, it's like the fucking, you know, the, the redheaded stepchild of hash. If it, if you'd consider it hash, I guess, um, it's a concentration of active compounds just in a really shitty format, but, um, I, mean, I wouldn't, I don't really smoke distillate. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign off on that. As hash. It is, yeah. is it like a concentrated form though of? It is, but it's a, but it's a isolated you know, it's like a distillate. It's like a whole it's process. A yeah, it's a distillate form of it, which is kind of like a cheap, shitty kind of the cheapest format that you could possibly create. And it really lacks all of the all of the co other compounds that really make it uh, cannabis that make it super cool, like terpenes and other shit like that. So that's why it's sort of like the bastard of all con concentrates. Right. That's the most. OK, now. I had some BHO that tastes amazing, mm -hmm. and I feel like the terp profile in BHO sometimes is way better than some rosin I've had. More intact. You find that like why why does BHO have such a negative stigma to it? Is it because of CRC shit? I think CRC kind of pissed everyone off because it was then then there were 
it was harder for them to, to understand or decipher whether or not the BHO was good. Because a lot, a lot of people, I think, were like, oh, this is great. And then everyone was like, no, it's not. That's trash. And they're all shamed, you know, <laughs> like, which is stupid. But um, I, I've, I can't say that I've ever tried CRC and then been super stoked. Yeah. Because it all sort of has that singular taste, like that whatever terpene it allows to stay there. Um, but is it a good way of, like, turning really dirty shit into cleaner stuff, which is consumable? Sure, that's that works. You know? I feel like they do that more with like distillate. Like, you no one ever grew weed and be like, this would make fire distillate. The thing, the thing about distillate, the thing about CRC, the thing about BHO is that it's a great open door and a low barrier of entry into like the life of concentrates. It's a really like inexpensive way to start to use. It's like drinking beer. Well, the cool thing about concentrates compared to flour, compared to other stuff. Hard is, seltzer. Well, you use like a tiny bit of it, a really small amount, and you learn with like a really small amount. And obviously, tolerance. That's not what we were doing, Addison, back in the day bigger. on red titanium bangers. Now. now I think I'm fucking smoking light. I think I someone asked me the other day, and I actually stopped and was like, all right, let me figure this out. And I think I smoke uh, like 22 to 26 grams a week. Of hash? Yeah. Like an ounce a week? Yeah, I think so. I remember, because I've, you know, we've known each other for over a decade now, and, you know, we've done so many different things, so many, like... Many things. Like, you know, catch on, events. We're going to get into all that, but I remember one time, you were you doing, like, a push-up for every dab or something? What was the whole... So, so I I used to be, like, a a lot skinnier and kind of, you know, not as... uh, not as Ripped fit. and Not as solid, fit. dude. You are fucking like I wasn't solid, as though. Fit as I am now, before and in the beginning, I wanted something to kind of like get me in that direction, to like pull me in that direction. So I started doing um, uh, twenty. You know, for every dab I did, I would do uh, I would do twenty push-ups, and then for the whole day, twenty push-ups every, every dab. Every time I did a dab. Yeah. Did that stop you from doing dabs? No. So you were just like, all right. I just got ripped. <laughs> and did you do it before the dab or after the dab? Uh, I would do the dab and then do do the push-ups. Yeah. Do you feel like it was easier doing the push-ups it after was the more dab? Fun, definitely. Yeah. I'm more into like the, you know how they like take ch- children and they do the psychology on them and they're like, right. You can have two treats if you wait, or one, one treat now and nothing one later. One treat now every time. That's like. I just want to right. get in. Instant. Yeah, I'll be back sooner. Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So dab and then push-ups. Yes. And how many pu- how many dabs were you doing a day? Quite a bit. Yeah. Like ten? More. Twenty? Bro, like, that's like like ten push ten dabs is like do, already two hundred push-ups. I would do sessions. I would do sessions throughout the day, and I do like two to three dabs every. And then you bust session. out like sixty push-ups. Sixty push-ups. I do a dab. All at once. No, I do a dab, do the push-ups, do a dab, do the push-ups, wait, do the dab, do the push-ups. You're strong, dude. It's not that hard, actually. It's not. Because once you get into it and push, you I mean, yeah. your strength, you're like, you just do Were it. Were you always into, like, fitness or? When I was in high school, I, well, I got a scholarship for football and track in college. Football? Yeah. What'd you play? I was a cornerback and a running back. What? In, in high school or college? High school. High school. And then I, I played in college. Football. Football. And what'd you do in track? I did the 100, the 200. Are you fast? Do you still run? No, I don't like running. I don't like running either, but... I'll run if you chase me, but 
play tag. You're it. No, but if you're like, <laughs> if I did something wrong, you know. Uh, you'd run? I don't feel like you'd run. I think you'd stand your ground and be like, what's up, fool? No. I'd, <laughs> run for you, you know? I'd catch you, bro. I got stamina. Okay. I got if that. I see you at your thing now. I see you. I got that endurance. I see you're working out. I'm not really working out as much anymore. Why not? Um, what's the problem? Life. Just make yourself do shit you don't like to do. I, bro, I ran a fucking marathon. You think I wanted to do that shit? No, I don't think you did. <laughs> hell no. Nah. That shit was hard as hell. I, that's pretty bad. Which one did you run? The LA? Yeah. Oh, shit. How long did it take? Uh, I did it in six hours. So did you do better than Burt Kreischer? But I stopped and, like, smoked and took dabs and okay. smoked blunts and met up with, you know, a bunch of aliens throughout the, you know... Yeah. I had, like, Trav was there, met me, uh, Adrian ran with me, you okay. know, Wayne pulled up and passed me a couple blunts. That's pretty it was cool, a good actually. time, dude. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Was it from, so from the runner standpoint, when you're running a race, because I've never been like a race runner, is there a lot of accommodations for you as a runner, as you, like little treats? During the when LA Marathon? Running, yeah, when you're running. During the LA Marathon, there was a lot of support throughout the whole race. Treats. And there was a lot of people offering snacks waters electro like there was a uh, sugar waters yep. oranges like anything yeah just carbs I, I would just eat treats i ate time. i ate ding dongs and motherfucking i would be eating everything they had on the way i was like yep thank you thank you yep. yeah it was a good time dude yeah i would i wouldn't be a good marathon person what, what how do you know you never done it i would never do it there's that's what i said things. there's certain things that i'm just like not if you asked like, me last golf, year at this time run. Last year at this time, said you're going to run the marathon. I would be like, fuck you. No, I'm not. Well, when I ran, I sprinted. So everything was fast. It's a, it's a marathon, not a race. I, I'm not into that. Like I said, I want I want one cookie now. I don't want to wait because I'm going to, I'll be back for another cookie soon enough. Like it's just, you know. When did you start getting so passionate about hash? Because I know you were like super into flour. You're from the East Coast originally, right? I'm from right? the East Coast. I'm from Boston. Born in Southern Mass in Taunton. And then I grew up in, uh, in Taunton for a little while and then moved up to Boston, went to high school up there. And then uh, my senior year, I moved back down to Fall River and went to Durfee and the Big Three, which was a different division. And then that's where I got scholarship, played football and went to, went to a college in Rhode Island. So were you like, was Addison going to be a like athlete? Were you like, I'm going to be a professional athlete? That's what my, what plan, was the goal? That's what my plan was. My plan was to be an athlete because I, I, I was kind of surprised that I was, that I had, I knew I was athletic and I knew I was good at sports and it was easy for me. But my own perception of myself was not that like, I was the kind of person that you wanted to give a scholarship to go to college, <laughs> you know? So like, I never really saw myself that way. I saw myself as an athlete that got the opportunity to go to college. And then when I went, it was real important to me to, cause I trapped before, you know, all through high school and shit, I trapped. So you were already smoking, you were like, oh, not yeah. a like athlete, fuck weed, I'm a- No, 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 I you were already from like 14. How'd you get weed? My mom. So Your my mom, mom got you high? Yo, my mom is the reason why I was introduced to weed. She'd, all, my mom always smelled like weed, always, she would smoke joints and then like put them in her little cellophane and fucking for a cigarette. She just always smelled like weed. Did you know it was weed? Or yeah. Like yeah. Your, your whole life you're like, yeah. she raised you knowing like this is mommy's. Like pot plants at home. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. So you were born into this shit. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Thing. And she was cool and open. I mean, the East, like it wasn't that legal on the East Coast. No, very illegal. And that's what was crazy is that she didn't care. She just treated it like it was legal. She didn't give a fuck. So she just always was just doing her thing. Smoking weed. Never cared. 
you know, so you always had like an interest or like were you always curious about it? it was it was just something it was like an alley it was an alley that i could go down you know because i had two older brothers I'm the youngest of seven kids, two married. What? My Are you mom, like a Catholic motherfucker? Ma, no, it was like a, two families came together, like Brady. Oh, Brady bunch shit. Okay. So uh, my my dad had two kids. My mom had three. And they got married. Had me and my sister. Okay, so and I you was were the, the youngest. youngest of all those seven. So, so you have a full sister, and then a couple halves. A bunch of halves. Yeah. A bunch of like six halves. Yeah, five, 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 five halves. What? And are you like a lot younger than them? So the oldest is 16 years older than me. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. The oldest is 18 years older than okay, me. Okay, like a little lifetime. Valerie, uh-huh. girl, and then my brother Buddy, 16 years. And older. they were all smoking weed too, or everybody, the whole, except for my sister Kathy, was the only one, and she's a bus driver now. Okay, really so she's not allowed. Yeah, she. She's never had that gene. Right. For, like, for, for crime. Yeah. You know. So. I mean, is it crime? I think it's crime. Back then, it was crime. I mean, it was. Did you? I mean, I know there was a robbery, but you know, it wasn't like it wasn't a crime of moral turpitude, but it was a crime. It was a political, like legally, they made it a crime. But in your house, it was accepted. Oh, totally accepted. And what made you at fourteen? Why not sooner? Because my brothers. They got you high. No, so I had two older brothers. So it was kind of like, okay, now you're ready. You know, like when I turned four, I was like 14 years old and my brother was like, I think maybe I was in junior high or something. That's like what it was. Yeah. So my brother was like, here's an eighth of weed or here's a bag of weed. Roll it into joints, as many joints as you could roll and then go to school and sell them for five dollars. Shut the fuck up. Because I was asking him for money. Shut the fuck up. And he's like, and he kept giving me money. And you knew how to roll joints? He showed me. He's like, this is how you roll. And you're 14. Took an album, like a record. And then rolled broke, on top of it. Broke it up. What then, was it? Just like bullshit ass weed? Do you oh, remember? It was horrible. It was, was it like CD and semi? CD, Mexican brown trash. You got Mexican weed in Boston? You didn't yeah. get like Canadian freaking no, like. This was, dude, this was fucking, like late 1900s. This was like 1956. No, this yeah, is fucking. Yeah. Late uh, 1900s. This was, nah, I'd say like 80. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 88? The 1988. This, yeah. this is 1988. Yeah. The late 1900s. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting this sh- swag shit. Crappy ass weed. Learning how to roll it. Brother, how fat were the joints? They're just pinner ass joints. Like, how know? many did you roll out of that bag? I don't remember. I know that it was like. Right, let more, me ask you. Yeah. How much money did you come back home with? Man, I think I, ca- <laughs> I think I came back with maybe like forty bucks or something. Okay, you're like hell yeah. yeah. I think I rolled like eight joints or something. Okay. Like something, you know, something like that. Maybe nine joints, and I smoked one or something. And then, uh, and then gave him the dough. And then he's like, all right, gave me like a quarter or something. You know, he's like, all right, now fuck it. Now here's this. more. Boom, so How much money did he give you after you gave him the money? It was he... all it was all back to me. He was so he's he was like, like, all right, yeah, here. He, he like started me up. So he helped you. Yeah. He, you helped he him get rid of it. Me. He yeah. seated me. He no, was like, that, that was for me though. He was like, here, here's, here's a little bonus. Let me I, show you how I to make money. I think what he really did was like pulled an ounce out of what he was fucking with and was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna work him with this ounce and then gave me like you know, an eighth, yeah. and then gave me a quarter, and then gave me a half ounce. And he didn't show me. you how to eat. He showed you how to how to hunt how to fish. How yeah. To, yeah, how to yeah. hunt, how to gather, how to yep. fucking cook, and then yep. here you go, buddy. And then and then he had he was older, so he had connections. So I had my brother's connections there, and then so, so you already I, had a built-in clientele. Built-in clientele. So <laughs> I, I kind of hit the ground running, and at my school, luckily for me, at my school there was just nobody that was like entrepreneurial enough. To put their shit together that had connections to get, you know, better, what you needed, yeah. Because people wanted to get high. Yes, and I didn't even realize it, but I started selling joints to start 
And then all my friends, I was real social. I played sports and did shit. Yeah, you went and to all the house parties and shit and Dartmouth. I just knew all the stoners and I knew all the athletes. Right. So it was because I played sports. And you got high. And I was good at sports, so everyone kind of liked me and then, you know, couldn't really dispute that. But then it was like when it came to the fuck, when it came to my real class, which was like, you know, the dumbasses and the, you know, fucking right. where I came from. So I knew everybody kind of. It was nice. Like the sports gave me like the opportunity to. The cannabis brought you to everybody. Yeah, kind of opened up the door. So he taught you. He taught you how to how to make money from cannabis. He said money does grow on trees, brother. Let me show you. Well, he didn't show me that part, but he showed me the part about hustling, and about like, you know, just learning that like. Business. Yeah, the business part, like turning turning ten to to forty. You know. Ooh. Keeping you know yeah. put, putting twenty percent away all the time. You know, of whatever, when you're actually profiting and making money, he kind of showed me that principal shit of like stacking. What a great brother. You still talk to him? So I do, man. I do. I love him. He's, uh, but he's, he's, uh, he had a traumatic brain injury. Oh, those are hard. Yeah. So for 20, I can relate. Almost for 20 years now, I think. How's he doing? He's good, man. He's well taken care of. It was, unfortunately, it was an accident at the hospital. Is he functioning? Like, he's functioning. It was an accident at the hospital. There was a massive lawsuit. Oh, he, he got paid out a ton of money, so he has like a full lucky, you know, yeah. That's that's, that's lucky, yeah. Him, so. I'm dealing with that right now, but not uh, so lucky. Crazy, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So it can get even crazy. TDIs are like, especially with like the medical system out here. It's dude. This is in Massachusetts, which is pretty. It's actually good for it because they have a lot of good hospitals in Boston. Well, yeah, the LA medical system. I mean, uh, with especially with well all known. the homelessness going on, is just yeah. out of control oh, right now. And mental illness is. I think mental illness in in every class of people. That's the one thing. Like you can't be just because you're a higher class person doesn't mean you're not going to be affected by mental. Yeah, illness. it's anyone anywhere. Yeah, it's, it's coming for all of us. Or just any traumatic injuries. Dude. So I had a gift for you that I brought. A gift? Yeah. I brought a gift so legends um we have last year we launched the e-commerce website because we did we do gift bags and other stuff at the event and i'm, I'm gonna go back to your story though but i'm, I'm gonna let i'm gonna t- accept but, the gift so this is a quick gift yeah yeah so no this is what is one this of, one of the products that we uh that we put together for this year that's for your dabber. What? It's like a little. I have it like lay. I have my dabber just laying so on the table. You don't table. have to do that anymore. So I don't need. I can hold it so it doesn't get all like linty and table just, dust. That's how you do it like that. Yep. It just sits there. What? So that's for you. Thank you. I'm gonna keep this on the that's table. Present. Yep. Let's just have a sheesh three. I remember this used to be in Europe. Yes. Okay, but before we get to Legends of Ashish, we'll I want to. I want so your older brother. You're in high school. You're junior high, high school. You're learning how to fucking roll, flip, make money, do shit. You become a cool kid. Yeah. You out here have more money than everyone else because you got cash. But, but I kept it quiet. I kept you weren't it, flashy. No, because I had my brother, so it was like you know I kind of kept it on the low, and I did sports, so I couldn't be. You know, I was kind of on the low anyway because I did sports, but I was selling weed to the sports kids and to the other kids. So I, you know, after I was uh, graduated from selling a little bit, uh, I was actually like able to sell to other people that were selling more. And then because I played uh, football, there were some kids on my team that were, because we had a MECO program. So they would bus in kids from the inner city. Uh, and they, so you're getting different neighborhoods. Yeah. So, but we were all playing sports together. So some of these cats that we played with, I think there are a couple, uh, a couple of the receivers, a couple of different players that I knew. We became friends, and then became friends outside of school. But then that meant like you know going to, to you know Fidelis Way over in, you know where they lived, and and 
it was you know that was a totally different part of town it was more in the city you're naming all these sub- suburbs and, and hoods in boston i'm like okay yeah, 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 yeah. i know people in chat are like oh i know that spot yeah so it was so we we ended up you know i ended up meeting a bunch of kids that i played sports with that did live deeper in the city and then that just sort of opened up doors to to different shit like you know we then had access to shit that they had they had access to stuff that we had uh, and it was kind of cool to like bring those two together and, and that that kind of upped the ante a little bit you know then you're moving like you know quarter pounds half pounds a couple pounds because these dudes were sitting out on the stoop all night like actually trapping shit you know so they were really selling stuff so it was like it was kind of cool to become friends with some of those dudes but I knew them through sports um, that's kind of how I initially met some of them but yeah, still. So yeah, you're out there. So friends. what brings you to California? Because I know you started in like NorCal, upstate, the Bay Area ish. What was it? Cannabis that brought you all here? You get a job where you're like, I just need to go to the West Coast. Ten years later, so 1998, uh, I came over from Colorado. I've been in Colorado from '93 to '98, and then and that then why Colorado? Why, why Colorado? Just went to Boulder. A lot of friends. A lot of my friends were in Boulder. Okay. So I, so I was going to go, I went to Boulder after being in Boulder, probably a year, I think in like 94, went on tour. That's when I met, uh, Al, Island Al and Deppy. On tour for what? Uh, Grateful Dead tour. Grateful Dead. First. You were just, what do you mean? You just were like, let me just be a deadhead like, and let me. So when I was in Boston growing up, uh, we'd have great, they'd have Grateful Dead shows at the Boston Garden. So my friends and we were, you know, obviously we we're selling weed. So my friends were like, yo, you have to go to this shit. You don't even have to go into the show. There's this fucking party in the parking lot. And all these hippies have the craziest weed you've ever seen. Yeah. And we were like, let's fucking go. So we were kind of skater kids too, sort of. So we skated down there, a bunch of us. We took the train in. We skated over there. And I I remember just being like, "This, this is fucking crazy. And it was like people selling everything. First dude we saw showed us like the greenest weed I think I'd ever seen in my entire life. We bought some of that. We bought, you know, we their pipes. I, I had like, money, so yeah. I was like, "Oh, let fuck. me get some so shit." I, yeah, I was grabbing mushrooms, all kinds of shit. So well, that was kind of our first turn on was that, like the trap side of it. And then they were like sessions before sessions. Yeah, and and honestly, like I, I I just started probably last like three years really enjoying the Grateful Dead's music. Back then, it really wasn't about it. For You're me. just let me get some money. I'm not gonna lie and be like, yeah, yeah I've been a deadhead forever. I'm still not into the dead music. Man, I love I like it now. I actually do. I enjoy. Maybe it. Maybe I should like eat acid and listen to it or something. You don't have to. Look, I saw some like tribute dead band at one of the cups I was hosting. And what I love watching, I love people watching. Oh, yeah. And the people that are at the dead show dancing, they're just like oh, spinning man. in circles or they're just like doing these like, like amazing yeah. movements with their body. <laughs> like, this is, they are feeling this music in yep. some. It's a religious experience, <laughs> man. For, the, for them. I mean, I don't, I don't get like that now, but. But back then it was really just about trapping and we had yeah. access to all this crazy stuff. Um, and then went, you know, from there was like, in high school was like, oh shit, this is crazy. So then once I kind of broke away and graduated and was free, uh, and there's a little bit to the story before that. So I went to college, had the intention of never selling any weed ever again. You know, I told my brothers, told my mom. I'm gonna be a good boy, I'm, I'm gonna be a good education. boy, I'm not gonna fuck up my scholarship, yeah. I'm gonna do this. And it was a scholarship for sports. For sports, for yeah. football and track. Okay. So I went to the school, uh, first semester, I get there. We get there early, because we had football camp before the season started, or before school started. Went there with the team, started football practice. Once the season started up, the year started, uh, the other students came. 
So now we're on this campus, and it used to be an all-girls school. They they had just flipped it into a girls and boys co-ed school. So I guess we didn't know this. I didn't know it at the time, but there were donors and people that didn't want to see it get skipped, flipped into that school. And there were donors that didn't want to see all these guys come in and from the city kids that got scholarships yeah. and all this shit, right? So we, I didn't know this at the time, but uh, after being there in practice, playing ball, I didn't fuck with any weed shit. Didn't even get high. Like, just stopped everything. Right. Didn't even let them know that part. Like, no, nah, I'm good. That's not me, right? I'm a different guy. I'm, I'm an athlete. So I get there, and uh, unfortunately... Uh, because these some of these people there were like trying to set up some players or, or create an example. Um, this other guy, uh, outside linebacker, his name was Otto Quay. I played ball with him. Uh, we were leaving. I was leaving um, school, was about to go back to the dorms and then go eat and then go do films for football stuff. And uh, I was leaving. I see him. I'm just walking. He's with these two girls. I'm like, oh, what's up? We're going in the same direction. So I, then when we split, they go in their direction. I go in my direction. That was all. That was exactly what happened. And then the next day, uh, I got pulled in because those two girls, Otto went and sold those two girls weed, and then they got caught, and then they said that these two football players sold them weed. So it was like... Wow. So, so they attached you to it. So I got attached to it. Guilty was, by association. Yeah, there was no, they pulled me in. I told them the truth. I said, yeah, I was walking. I saw them. I walked with them. I went my way. They went their way. But they were, they were like aiming to get me, right? So right. They're trying to trap you. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they did what they wanted to do. But at that time for me, it was like, all right, if, if, you know, if I did everything I was supposed to do and this is what the outcome is, now I'm just going to get my PhD in THC. I'm going to fucking sell so much This weed. is a sign from God that yeah. they're trying yeah. to keep me involved even though I'm not trying to do this. Like, yep. all right. And that's why I'm really like, going to do it now. I'm going to fuck the school up. Everyone's going to smoke weed. My calculation was... <laughs> I'm going to make money. So now I'm just going to fucking leave here and go to Boulder where it's like... You can, you weed know, friendly. I got money. Yeah. I can come in. I'll set my shit up. I'll do my thing and I'll sell weed to college kids now. But I won't be a college kid, but I'll fit the bill. Right. I looked the part. Yeah, I looked the yeah. part. So that was what I did. I went to Colorado, uh, did that for a little while, and then went on tour. And then that's when I met Deppy. That's when I met Al. Deppy and Al, these are like glass blowers. Deppy owns Mothership. Scott Deppy. Yeah. Yes. And then Al, Island Al, who was uh, ran Mothership for a long time. Okay. One of Deppy's friends. Me and my buddy Dave, uh, we had a, a truck, Dave's truck, and then Deppy and Al were in a vehicle with some other friends. And they, and they were selling glass at the dead shows? No, they weren't even selling glass, man. When we, when I met them, I, they might have. I mean, they, little they spoons and like, shit. It might have been like the year after or just like, okay. maybe they might have just gotten into it. But I think we're, what I remember was we were mostly selling like mushrooms and weed and fucking, you know, whatever the fuck. Mostly mushrooms and weed. Yeah. And we were just. So you're doing it then and then how do you end up in in California? Well, then I left Colorado in 98, came to California. Uh, was like pursuing the snowboarding thing. I uh, knew the snowboard rep that was in Bo that was in uh, Stockton. Ron. Was that another reason why you went to Colorado? Is for the yeah, for snowboarding. Yeah, to snowboard. Okay. So then I uh, met this. I knew this rep, Ron. Ron Craig, who worked for Rosignol Snowboards. Uh, I hooked up with him. He invited me out. So I was like, all right. Well, I, my girlfriend's at the time. Her family lived in Stockton. Her dad was there. He was at UOP. Uh, so I went to Stockton, and then that was like how I got to California, and then snowboarded for a while, did that for a little bit, got into growing in like 2000, and then just got into growing, grew, did that for a while while I was a snowboard rep. 
Um, and then was just making money. Is that why? Because when I first met you, you were like heavy Volcom, dude. Yeah, yeah. Because you were like, was you were rep for Volcom? I used to work for the Volcom reps, uh, Skinny and Anushka, him and his wife, and uh, for like their snowboard stuff. Okay, so you would help them. Because I remember so they would I... just get me bunches of clothing and boxes yeah. and shit. So you were growing in 2000, just... Indoor, outdoor, indoor, indoor hydro, yep, just yep. figuring shit out learned, learned from hydro. seeds or clones or from clones. Like learned from hydro, learned hydro, and then eventually went into like hydro feeding into soil, uh, and then did that. But then once I made money doing that, started going to Amsterdam every year, going to the High Times Cup, buying seeds, coming back, doing the indoor, and then doing like a small plot in the backyard with like six or eight plants. And this is the time when like. Weed was still like illegal and they were having like this was medical raids. I know, but even during medical, they were still doing raids. I remember when I was butt tending, you know, early 2000s, we went to like classes on what to do if we were to get raided by the DA and how to act. And And I got raided multiple times. I was gonna say, you've had some encounters with the law, yeah, big one. You did some time for cannabis, so I had a dispensary and they raided the dispensary, but they used uh, they used a legal patient, an AIDS patient. And then didn't dis- disclose that it was a patient, and all that evidence came out at the end, and we sued them, and we won. And they, and then there was a battery case when they raided my house. Uh, they came in the door, and I went down on the ground, and they stuck the barrel of the gun in my back. Ooh. So I had the little sight Mark. marks from the gun. So right from when the I pressure. went, to the, so when I got out of jail and went right to the attorney, and showed her the the marks, pictures, yeah. she took pictures instantly. We held that close. All the way up until you know multiple times they tried to get the case dismissed and do different shit and then she finally dropped that card showed the evidence we won the case uh, we sued him won the case and that was really what broke stanislaus county in the eastern district uh, uh, and started making it where they, they couldn't be as aggressive as they were on cannabis before so. yeah because there were some horrible things of like you know them just not giving a fuck shooting dogs and well, it was like, a six-year case oh fuck so, so we, that's also stressful though going so we through got that. the case happened and then right afterward rob rach who was my attorney invited me to oakland to be the head of uh to be the the head of uh the medical cannabis association so when i took the job i went left to oakland started working with another guy, Dave Lampack, who was there. He was another person on the board. Uh, started working with him, met him, became friends with him, and then he and I came up with the idea of starting the first cannabis testing lab. Which was Steep Hill, Steep Hill which lab. you co-founded. Co-founded. And you guys were testing, this is like 2009, 10? It was 2008. Eight? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I remember there was like, and you were just testing for clean weed. It wasn't like percentages or anything. We did potency first. So we started doing potency. It was potency, yeah. okay. So we did the first potency test. So we did the first potency test in California, first CBD tests, first... You know, mold testing, the first, uh, you know, pathogen testing and stuff. And how was the process? I remember it was like light fraction or something. Gas chromatograph, mass spectrometers. See, see I could. I remember. Gas what? Gas chromatograph, mass spectrometers. Gas chromat. Yeah. Hey, we got a spelling bee right now. The term is gas chromatic. That's how the process of testing cannabis. No, you use a, you use a GCMS, which is a gas that, chromatograph. I remember that, GCMS. You use a GCMS to do potency testing. You would shoot a calibration curve, you'd run your samples, you'd compare those chromatograms to the calibration curve, and then it would tell you what the potency was of what you were looking at. Okay, sounds exciting. I didn't know any of that shit. I failed chemistry in high school. But you're like, fuck it, sounds great, I love weed, let's do it. But once we did it and launched the company, so it was the first- you're a hustler, you got accounts. You were set, You were like, yo, I'll get, I'll get fucking weed. Well, think weed. of it this way. Growers are very competitive in a lot of ways. And the only way that they were really able to like one-up one another was to have weed that people reacted to more. 
right. So that is was, that why you think all the weed is purple now for Instagram? So it looks all good. Day. That's that's all. That's all it is. It's just what people are. You know, how much reaction are you gonna get? Do you like green weed more or purple weed? Ah uh, man, um, it depends. <laughs> it depends. It's like it's that's one of those questions, I guess. But I'm a green weed guy. You don't like purple weed? I'd smoke green weed over purple weed. Just because of like OGs, the profiles. Uh, hazes. It's always a terpene profile. So yeah. Like the terpene profiles. Yeah. The, the pineys. Yeah. So you don't, but you don't like like. Uh, I'm cool like, with candy. Yes. Like mochi and shit. I mean, it's okay. Like the creamies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The creamies are cool. My favorite is. Uh, I just love the look. I'm a Valley kid, bro. It's gas for me. Gushers. I love the fucking. Remember uh, Alien Labs Gushers? That was yeah, yeah but the connected Gushers. Like the like the and then the Gelinade. Oh, that was a good one too. Yeah, but. Just, I, some hash. What? I got some hash too. I got that big boy drove that sour Pez. You like sours? I like well, sour. I got diesel. I'm gonna dig into your hash for sure. I'm gonna so, I'm, maybe yeah. I should you're take welcome. a dab too. You're welcome to dig into my hash. What? Okay, so here you are. You're testing weed. Testing weed. You're doing lab shit. Uh and you're just staying ahead because every time I see you, you're just like involved in So I was handling all the sales for the company, all the branding, marketing, sales. Uh, for the entire entire company, and we started in Northern California, expanded into Southern California, and then uh, expanded into multiple states. So we had you know multiple locations, multiple states. Uh, went into a franchise model, pretty much. Uh, you know, went up and opened up uh, Washington State with the state of Washington when they put that program together with Rand Corp and that whole thing. Uh, so we did a bunch of different cool shit, um, but I, I mostly ran all the sales, always all the marketing, sales, and branding for the company. So you made all the connections with everybody. Crazy connections. So <laughs> what it was like, what I always say is, it was like walking into a room of growers with a ruler, and then that now they could measure their dicks. Yeah. It, you had this definitive thing. Science, bitch. Yeah, and it was you know people knew more about the the, the percentage of fat that was in their milk than the percentage of yeah. active compound that they were smoking every day. So when you brought that information to the table, it was good for the consumer, but it really boasted the ego of the Yeah, of the, and they would the dial shit in. Well, when the growers would come to you and they'd get their shit tested, the whoever got that 20%, 19%, you know, and the truth about cannabis is this, and I don't give a fuck what anyone says, this is it, I know this definitively. I've, I've, owned, I've owned laboratories, I've had triple PhD chemists that worked for us, I've seen all the data. Can't stop the music. Yes. Cannabis is is 23% THC is the highest straight THC Delta 9 number that you'll ever fucking see when it comes to cannabis. Say it one more time. 23% Delta 9 THC is the highest THC that the plant can possibly produce metabolically as a fucking plant for it to be alive. That's the number because that number will reach about 32% THCA which is a much higher number, a much more attractive number. What people do nowadays is they add the existing Delta 9 THC and the THCA. Total active it, cannabinoid, the TAC. Which is a total bullshit number in science. That There's no other fucking place where cannabis has ever been tested. El Soli's laboratory in Missouri, any of these places where the most cannabis has ever been tested in the world, they would, if you'd said total active cannabinoids, they would look at you like you were a fucking goofball and be like, what? What did you just create? That's non-scientific that we don't fucking know about, or, or you know, so it's it's a bullshit number, or or total. Thank you, Ken. Active THC, which is just an even more ridiculous one. It's acidic cannabinoids and non-acidic cannabinoids cannot be added together without using a certain, uh, you know, certain math to make that work. So it would only be more if it's like infused cannabis. 
Well, then then it could be whatever. Whatever. You're putting a you're putting hash on something else. Cannabis. But then you get to this. Every time you take a hit, you you can only absorb thirty percent of whatever's actively coming into your body at a time, because your lungs, the way your lungs work, when the when the smoke, when the vapor goes in your lungs, it only has to go in and then come right out. It doesn't have to fucking. You don't have in. to hold it in. No, that's yeah. crazy. That's gonna. You're gonna get an aneurysm yeah. doing that shit. You're gonna but, lose blood to your brain and feel like an idiot. Yeah, I mean that's interesting stuff. But uh, so when it goes in your lungs. Yeah, that's why when like someone's taking a big dab and they're dragon dabbing, they're still inhaling. Yeah. Where the fuck do you think it's going in their legs? That's what I say. Like, when you breathe, yeah. do you hold in the oxygen to make sure you, you get oxygen in your lungs? No, you just breathe and you fucking are getting oxygen. That's what I do when I smoke. I just breathe. Well, I think if, if smoke was another color, if vapor was another color, it would be easier to understand. Because then you'd see that something blue was going in and something blue was coming out. But it's already white. You can fucking see it. But it, anyhow... So when you do that, you're only getting about 30% of what's there. So you can only absorb 30%. You're never going to grab. So even if it is, you know, 23% THC, which is 230 milligrams per fucking gram, you know, that that's, you can only get one third of that anyway. So it's never the total amount, you know. And if you're smoking right now, every time you take a hit, you're getting a hit. And then as soon as you stop, now the other hit just went into the air. It went to the homies. Yeah, so it goes to the homies every time. So that's why half of that you're going to smoke. The other half is going to yeah. get smoked. You know, it might burn a bit without you hitting it. Uh, but that's just how, that's just the math of fucking of cannabis, you know. And breathing. And Science. Breathing. And milligrams, you know. It's like the, like a dab of, a, a big dab, you can technically get 60 milligrams in a big dab. Which is like the maximum amount. But you're only going to absorb 30% of that. So when you're doing gram dabs... When you're doing monster dabs, yeah, like those big fucking, the big boys, like taking down like a point three and above. Point it's easier to do hot dabs when you're doing big, bigger dabs. Like, yeah, because it wastes. It's just yeah, fucking burning just burn, off. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you can. When did you start? Because you were into the weed. When was your first like concentrate? Because you are like super heady, super technical with your fucking hash. I see your. What you have in your bag, I see your setups, I see your glass collection, yeah. you're super pristine and clean and like efficient. It's well, that's just I think that's just I'm just anal retentive in some ways, so that's just me. <laughs> but what I learned in the in the testing game is that the only difference between testing cannabis and extracting cannabis, it's the same thing, it's separation. But then when it comes to testing cannabis, you're quantifying what you see in the end. When it comes to making hash, you're not quantifying it. You're essentially just collecting as much of it as you can through the separation. And then you're post-processing it and turning it into something that you're going to sell, which is marketing, sales, branding, all stuff that I'm good at. So when I was in the labs and I was learning about gas chromatograph mass spectrometers oh and how they, and how, what the, so what a, what a gas chromatograph mass spectrometer is, it's two separate How things. many times did it take you to learn to say that? How long until you're like flawlessly being Probably able to... a long ass time, yeah. Like, like, so there are two separate, there are two machines that are together. So the gas chromatograph is, is taking a bunch of compounds and separating them. And then a mass spectrometer is, is taking all that separated stuff. And reading it. So it's all separated into ions. So it weigh, then it, the, the other machine takes all the ions that are coming at it and it weighs them and it identifies them using software, which is called ChemStation, which is a software that just connects to the system. And any ion that it catches uh, and weighs, it tells you what that ion is. And then you look at the, uh, 
look at your chromatograms from the runs and you just compare those to a calibration curve and you know the potency of what you're looking at. So it's, it's way more simple when someone can kind of break it down in a simple way. But those two machines, the first machine is separating everything. So you learn about, you know, liquid chromatography, which is a LCMS machine, and that's using liquid instead of gas to do the separation. So when and you, you can't smoke that after. Yeah, you can you can smoke. Even that. the liquid. Liquid chromatography. So you get left off. Liquid chromatography is actually crazier because in liquid chromatography you have these things called preptative HPLCs, which are these really badass machines that you take waste and put it into these machines and then it separates it all into isolates which is fucking badass. So now you have access to like pure THC, Separated, yeah. Pure, you know, CBD, pure Terpene. CBG, CBN, every fucking active compound that's in it, you have access to in an isolate format. And there's a machine there and then there's glassware and there's a tube coming out of the machine. And then you just write on the fucking thing, CBGA, CBG, and it's- That's crazy. And they all come out in acidics. So they all come out in isolate form. So it's CBGA, THCA, you know, CBNA, you get all of those acidics of every single cannabinoid. So I learned about all this shit and was like, oh shit, I could dab this. So I would go into the lab. I would get clearance from these, these chemists that we had working for us. I go into the lab, I get raw pure THC, which is red. It's like a red crystal and it's fucking smells like pine. It's super crazy shit. You smoke it? Yeah, you just dab it. Can I try some? Uh, it's like probably. pine? Yeah, it's, it's really cool shit. So it's like red, looks like a red uh, crystal, like isolate does. And it smells like a nice pine, has like a pine all. I think the, I think what it is is the, the ester or flavonoid or whatever that's in pine all attaches to THC, it binds with it. Just like CBD always tastes like cherries. It's because that yeah. flavonoid attaches to it and that flavonoid's purple. So it makes it purple when you see that all the time. Every yeah, cannabinoid I remember that. combination with cannabinoids and other compounds, they'll bind together. I remember when that was trending. Yeah, so that's you know, <laughs> some of those. So isolates are all the same. They usually will have like some weird flavonoid, uh, some ester, something. Do that you only with. dab? Do you ever smoke flour? I smoke flour. I smoke donuts and shit sometimes. Donuts? Yeah. So it still has to have hash in it? You ever smoke yeah. pure flour, like bong loads? No, that's like, a, that's like King Kong holding onto the building and a fucking airplane comes by. Like That's not doing shit. Bong loads? No? Like, what about like... the fuck out of here. A blunt. You smoke tobacco? No, not really. Not at all? What I, about blunt I like rosin? It. I like it. Like if I'm like, you know, feeling, feeling frisky, feeling, you know, want some razzle dazzle. I got you. I'll fucking roll up a backwood, smoke one. Okay. Feeling kind of Bugsy Maloney's or some shit. I'm feeling it. <laughs> uh, so you just went, when did you go strictly like dabs? Uh, During I, the I titanium days? Heavy BHO in the beginning because seven tens a new four twenty. You could pretty much take any fucking strain and run it BHO, and you're gonna have some hash, and the, and you're like gonna have enough hash to sell right it's every time. Where solventless, you can't do that. So it's you know I first started in the BHO world. That was solvent solvent extraction. On titanium. Oh yeah, hot. Did you go right hot and dirty? Oh yeah. Did you like it? Do you miss hot dabs? Not really, like not. Have you ever, for nostalgia, have you ever just like pulled out a titanium and like... When it happens by mistake now, it makes me, it makes me sad. It hurts me. You don't like it or you like it? I don't like it. Dude, we used to do a lot. I know. Do you remember those days? So now when it happens, I have to take a break and then I have to like take another dab correctly 
to like reset, recalibrate. Yeah, to recalibrate and set the system. <laughs> it's, it's there were some. It was. There were some crazy times. Graham globs of under purge BHO that sparkled all over the place. Gave oh, me yeah. a little fireworks show. Oh, bro! Fucking flames yes. shooting up in the air. Got People dying. Roofs lighting on fire and cars. Yeah, pants being stained. Burn marks on your arms. Oh, burns all Seven over. Seven ten. Like yeah. Do you dab? Look at my arm. <laughs> look at this torch burn. I was at Tim's sesh the other day, and I fucking yeah. I got the nail mark right here. Look at the ti hole. And then when like the, the domeless when the fucking uh, email came out, Ooh, that was that was tough. Be like, oh, Boom. But I haven't burned myself on a nail forever. I don't know. Yeah, now you're just like, you're out here. Yeah, <laughs> you like the slurpers the best? Only slurpers, man. Yeah, that's, that's no really like control weird. towers or regular bangers. My take back dabs too big. For, I want like a lot. I want. I want to. I'd rather take like you know, a couple in a row, three in a row. Do you like the evolution of uh, yes, cannabis and all the innovation that's coming through with Very the consumption? So. Very much. So. What's like next? What's like? What do you see the future? What's like five, five, ten thousand milligram edibles? Just federally, just legal. Fuck Everyone's it. just gonna we're just gonna make it happen. See Instead of happens. Bevmo, they'll be Dankmo. See what happens. What's What's the worst that can happen? Like someone fucking slumps over and looks like a heroin addict. Who's someone not sleeps. To yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean, they get the best nap. The pharmaceutical life. company doesn't make as much money. The alcohol company doesn't make as much money. And and look at I've had many friends that <laughs> eat a lot of edibles, and you cannot fucking function. You yeah, reach edibles your point, fuck me up. You reach your point. Any person I've ever known in my life, and there there's some guys that just have like this. They used to do opiates, so like edibles don't affect them. But I've I've met some other people too where like. They always reach that point where they, they could even be like, oh, I'm at 12.50 a day now, but they're at 12.50 a day. And they're slumped. That's a lot. They're fucking slumped. Yeah. And then they start getting fat because they're drinking syrups and shit. Yeah, so and sodas and too. Yeah. big, so yeah. I've noticed, watch out for that shit. Better stay healthy. Well, now there's so many different like edible ways, like uh, edibles, drinks, oh. regular foods, snacks. I got like snacks. freeze dried. Banana chips. <laughs> oh, I got like this thing. It was like a tube. I think. Oh. And I fucking open it up, and it's like these looks like little wafers, and you pop it in your mouth, and it was like the, the freeze dried ice cream. And it was just like boom. Cotton mouth cure. You dab a lot. You ever get dry mouth? What do you drink? What, what do you? Do go, or not even drink? What do you like? Damn, I got cotton mouth. What do you go for? Uh, liquid IV. In your water? Yeah. You just what flavor? I like the sugar-free ones are pretty fire, but I like uh, the guava and I like the grape. Those are my go-tos. I drank a lot of that when I was training. I like those a lot. People don't realize that you can drink a shitload of water. Most it doesn't of the do time, shit. it's not doing anything. Yeah. You're just flushing all the shit out of your body. Gotta get that salt water in you. So you need salt so they yeah. retain the water so it does something. But, yeah. And it's just a pinch. You just need like go into some salt, fucking take a pinch, put it in your water. That's all you need. Like if, But if you're drinking like a fucking jug of water. You're gonna need more salt than that. Yeah, but and you just, just piss a lot. A glass of water. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. All right, we're on a road trip. We're going to a fucking event. Whatever. We pull over to the shop, little liquor store. What are you getting for munchies? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, whatever's got high protein. Are you like protein bars or chips or Those are beef good. jerky? Those are good, but then. They reach a point where like there's too much sugar in them, so you gotta kind of like be careful with those. So what are your high? Pro are they? Are you like beef jerky, jerky? with no sugar? Uh, there's sugar in jerky. Yeah, like the the sauce. Flavor, okay, like okay. A lot of sugar, like 28. Okay, grams, if they like got like hickory smoke grams. barbecue or some yeah. shit. I usually get spicy teriyaki. jerky. Teriyaki. Will have okay. On it. Um, but there's ways to do. There's rubs that you can do. There's jerkies that are rubs 
that don't have all that all that stuff. Right. Shit. Just like that the pepper or some yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like old fucking Do you get like the package jerky or the local fucking serve yourself jerky? Just order it online. No, I'm saying when you go to the store, your high protein uh, jerky. You, whatever has the least sugar. Okay, yeah. so if they have like local jerky, help yourself. You're getting that slab yeah. of meat. I get that shit. What? I don't give a fuck. So you're getting high protein snack. Are you getting like protein drinks too? I'm not usually. <laughs> I don't really like those that much. I like uh, <laughs> I like uh, some of the nitro coffees, like the one that doesn't have any creamer in it, that shit in it. That's okay. Because those will fuck you up. I don't know if you ever tried those, but... Do you uh, consume content? Do you watch, like, TV or podcasts or yeah. movies? Yeah. What, what's your, like... Mostly uh, UFC stuff. Okay. Yeah. And you watch, like, old footage, new footage? Yeah, I mean, it's Knockouts. all on ESPN Plus now, which is nice. So you can just watch... What were you listening to on your way here? What's in your car? Uh, I think I listened to uh, some, like, Agents of Change, which is, like, Andy Stump... And he had the CIA agent on there who was talking about... Just like a podcast? Yeah. Oh, okay. About like politics of uh, the withdrawal of Afghanistan and how all these weapons were left and how that's now coming up in the hands of Hamas and some other crazy shit. Are you into like conspiracy, like theories and like world... Well, I mean, like the CIA invented the term conspiracy theory, so like... Because it's not really conspiracies. They want us to think it's a well, fake, if you know but it's people, If you're lucky enough to grow up and know people that work in the CIA that are actually like families, because a lot of the time it'll be like a family that's kind of working the fucking CIA. Mm-hmm. Some of the times. And if you know any of these people, you get to kind of see what the CIA is all about. And they just use people to get intelligence and gather intelligence, and they pay them, you know, a lot of, a lot of the times a lot of money. Um... And it's, you know, they don't care very much about their mental health. They don't care very much about other stuff because it's all just intelligence. I've seen the movies. So there's ways of, of, you know, there's ways of gathering intelligence and there's people. So I like a lot of podcasts that that dissect all that shit. Whistleblowers and shit. But the real shit, but not the shit that's like, I mean. What about like the aliens and like. You know, whatever. Do you think there's other species out there living? I, I honestly think my theory on aliens is that aliens are able to travel in other dimensions. And because we're not, they can just be in another dimension that you're not in, but be right there, right there, a thin line from where you are at any time. But they know how to slip in between dimensions so you never see them. Do you feel so like think that's what they do? I think they just stay the fuck away from us. Do you feel like we're capable of that? But since we don't have as much brain capacity that we. So uh, I think all the technology that we see, all the blip things and all that shit, that's all our technology. That's not alien technology. I don't think any of that. You think Elon Musk is a human or is he from a different... I think he's a wealthy South African. Yeah. Very privileged You family. think he's from born and raised? He's not like a lost ancient alien that no. came here to no, create... No, he has parents. A... Like, you can see his parents. I mean, yeah, that could all be... Whatever. <laughs> whatever, do you think? Do you think... Uh... Uh, Trudeau is the son of Fidel Castro. Oh, I, see, I saw that recently. That was pretty funny. There's some hot ones out There's there. There's a lot. I mean, you know, the whole... It's all right. That's a whole other show. We could go into another hour of that shit. So much. Um, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, anyone, in any any character, any person, dead or alive, dinner, chilling, dabbing. I'd say uh, Mickey Martin. Oh my god, I miss that guy. Right. Be a good guy to have dinner. Dude, what would he, his thoughts right now would just be so. For those that don't know, Mickey Martin was like the first in my experience in this cannabis space, like the real tr- call out 
Yeah. Not trolling, but kind of like Maury Povich. calling like shit him. as it is and putting people on blast. And he had a whole bunch Articulate of awards. as a mother. Smart, like, everything factual, nothing. Could, just mark you. Like, nothing opinionated, just factual. Yeah. Like, this is the evidence and this is what's going on. This person is trash. He made a troll look like a hack. Yeah. Like, that's how fucking good he, he was. He like the godfather. Damn, that's a great one, man. So, him, so Mickey for sure, because I would just want to catch him up to what's going on and kind of get his opinion stuff. OG edible maker. Oh, one of the original, f raided by the feds, fucking Ugh. came back, you know, just a, had know, a charity, started a university in Massachusetts for cannabis. I mean, this, this guy was, uh, just one of the probably most, uh, well-written too, like a real well-written guy, super smart guy. Mickey Martin. Mickey Martin. RIP dude. So gone Mickey, way too soon. Gone way. Yeah. Too young. Uh, so Mickey, then Bob Marley, for sure, because uh, Bob Marley. Obviously. Of he has, course. He had the same birthday as Bob Marley. You so do? I've always, nice. February 6th, so I always wanted to, like, I've always been interested in him. Plus, my mom liked weed, so I always listened to that when I was a kid. Um, so Bob Marley, and then a third one, I think, would be uh, George Carlin. Ooh. I'd have to fucking want to, I'd want to hang out with George Carlin. Yeah, Mickey and George together would be kind of crazy. All three of us would be a great. Uh, that'd be crazy. That'd be and Bob would just be like, y'all are out of control, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bob would be like, Past that junk. What's your favorite term? Right now, uh, it's, I'm gonna sound like a basic bitch, but Z is my favorite term. <laughs> Everything is Z now too, because it's obviously a, a fan favorite. It's not like it's not my go-to every time. This is Z, but it clears everything. It's it's so clean, and it's such like a, it's almost like you know how they're like between dabs or between doing this shit, you should smell coffee. Yeah, that's what skills. That's your Z. It's like Skittles is like the, the palate clear, one of those things that just kind of, and you can smoke it all fucking day. It won't affect you negatively like that. Like, yeah. It'll get you too blasted. So it has a nice little knob on it. It's not too fucking like, I mean, like some GMO. The thing about Z is the flower looks like shit, but the, but when you fucking. Unless, it, unless it's grown by when, someone with, who Or they cross knows, it with something. Someone knows how to zap its toes. Yeah. So there's dudes who do know how to fucking. Make it look zap bag appeal. Oh, make it fucking look crusty and rusty, bro. Like make it just, <laughs> how do you feel about the Mylar game right now where it's like. I never got into it, man. Never. Mylar mids. I miss the I days where it, the weed sold first up. I continue to ignore it. And I don't. Once they started shaping the bags like fucking, <laughs> like other shit, like Mylar balloons. my face comes out. Yeah, once they started shaping the bags like Mylar balloons, I just. Do you like that scratch and sniff uh, package I showed you? The booty. I do. Shout out to Big Boy Dro. I sniffed it too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, to fly. Fly. Yeah. Are you? How are you flying? Are you like a one-armed flyer, or just like a fly, like head first, or just are you a flapper? I just be like legs first. So you're just like a like a shit like just this. a travel like a like dollsum. Well, I'd be like fucking. Uh, who was that? The remember uh, in the X Men that one dude that was just the bad motherfucker that just flew around like this, uh, with the big head. Uh, Roll like that, dude. Just just go with it. Whatever that guy's name. Is. I got you, dude. Like, uh, like this, like scary. Yeah, shit. just fucking. Scary. I'm, I'm out here like a like a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hands in though, you don't want to yeah. catch an arm on something. I got you, dude. Uh, are you competitive? Do you? I know you played a lot of sports. Yeah. Do you still play? Like, do you challenge? I feel like the more I feel like the more meditation that I get into, the less competitive a person I am. Do you like to play games? Or do you play like video games or tabletop games? No. No? Well, guess what? 
What? We're about to get down real quick. What do you got? A game of Connect Four. Right, when was the last time you played Connect Four? When I was a child. Oh yeah. Yes. I think I should. We should take a dab before we do yeah, this. Yeah, let's do four that. Because I'm a dab with you too. I got the Kill Recall. I got the MJ okay, Arsenal what right you, here. What are you hitting? Do you want to hit? Some I know. Of these tasty treats? Let me let me set this up. Let me. You got a bunch of flavors. I got a bunch of flavors, dude. I got some uh, blunt rosin too, bro. If you. Uh, That's definitely not gonna get dabbed over here. No. You mm -hmm. never tried it. You're not into it. I had a friend die from that, so I just shut the fuck it. up, dude. It was a horrible situation. It was very bad. <laughs> Uh, quit lying. Quit yeah, putting propaganda out there, dude. He had a family too. That's listen, tough about it. Listen, dude. I am smoking. I wanted to enter into Legends of Hashish while I set up this Connect Four and we dab. Let me know a little bit about this because I know it used to be in Europe. Yep. And now you're making it happen. This is the third one. Third one, LA. Third year. So we, uh, Marcus, uh, BC Bubble Man, and his good friend uh, Sam the Skunk Man. And I think Rob Clark and some other guys in Amsterdam in around 2003. So it's our 20-year anniversary for Legends of Hashish. So shout out to uh, Marcus and Sam Skunkman and all the guys. But yeah, so 20 years ago, uh, those guys got together in Amsterdam after the High Times Cup and decided to have a dinner uh, where they invited people uh, that were hash smugglers, hash aficionados, different guys like that. Um, and, um, oh, very nice. So they did that through, through a great, it was at a Lebanese restaurant. They started it out originally, uh, 20 years ago. And then three years ago, or oh, probably four years ago, I was talking with Marcus, uh, but COVID was going on. So we had to hold off. Uh, and then as soon as the coast was clear, we just got back together and figured out uh, a way to move forward. And Marcus was like, you know what, this year, just conceptualize it, come up with it, put it on as a test. Uh, if it works out and it's good, then we'll move forward with it and do it again um, and work out a deal or something like that. So, so that's it's been going. going. It's been going, yeah. It's third year. So. All right. Um, you got a torch up yeah. and cool down. I got the Cobra Coil. Okay. So um, I'll wait. I got my MJ Arsenal ready. Got some of this uh, big boy Drow. We're going to hit it up. Let me set. Oh, I got this. I can set it. Uh, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I've never uh, dabbed and then played Connect Four, so this is going to be a first for me. So are you trying to make up excuses already? I'll go first. Let's go, dude. So is there a strategy to this game? The, po uh, the strategy is to get uh, four in a row, dude. Okay. And while we play this game um, and we take this dab together, do you mind if I go to the chat and see what they've been talking about, how they feel, if they got any questions? I've seen them ask a couple things. Do you eat Taco Bell? No. No, I couldn't. When was the last time you had Taco Bell? Uh, probably. I mean, my kids don't even eat Taco Bell. Damn. So I don't know. I mean, this game is really lame. Why? Do you, why? What the? You serious? This is real? What do you mean? You're entertained? Like, there's a part of you that's like, yeah. I'm Hasbro recognized. I'm a world champ. I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying, what is it that drives you? Because I can tell you, I don't like, like I don't, I couldn't play golf. I can't run. I can't. You play football. Yeah, you I ran track. People. But that, I was allowed to hit people aggressively. Track, you don't hit people. No, you smoke the fuck out of them. You demoralize them with speed. <laughs> you want to race? <clears throat> Me and you? Yeah. You don't want to do that. You want a foot race? You want to do that. Why not? That's not going to be, it's not even going to be competitive. Why? 
Legends of Hashish, where is it? Is there a place to run? Yeah, we could do, do it. Do a man. forty yard? I'll smoke the shit out of you. I'm down. Be... I'll make sure I wear shoes that I run in. But I, I, it's not like I don't run. Like I sprint. I, no, I, I that's fine. I would love to fucking. It would be exciting. It's not good. It's not even good. If I lose, I lose. Look... What's the big deal? I lost to Addison in a foot race. Big it's fucking be deal. A meme. Smoke like a meme. me, and then whatever. It's fine. No, that'll, that'll break. That'll make me feel bad. I'm about to smoke you in Connect Four, so it's all good. Listen, man. This isn't even a real game. It is. It's been around for decades. Anything that old people play? Old not, people? This is a childhood game, dude. This is what I've seen this. I've seen old people play this game. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to chat real quick. If anyone in the live chat has anything to say, type it in now. I'm going to see what's going on. Shout out to Kentron again on the keys. Chilling it. I think it's... Uh, your turn whenever you're ready. I got my dab okay. ready. Okay. You're torching two times. I got my Cobra coil. It's already ready yeah, I had already, to, bro. I had to hit it a second time because you distracted me and I was in the middle of uh, getting <laughs> yeah. on the heater here. What is that? Was that a noise of your... Yeah, that's... Uh, you programmed it? Well, yeah. Well, it's it. It's a dab right pro. has some sounds to it. And what it does is uh, it detects the heat. And then when it's ready at the right temperature, it'll make a sound so I know when to hit it. Okay. With the proper size, Dad. So the temp, if you, if you what do... What temp are you at? Well, it's always what temp are you at for what size, Dad? Because that's really what matters. Okay. That's because if I was, you know, because you... Tottenfall River. I could be at a high temp to you. Tottenfall River, what's up? Yeah, they said Southern I went to UMass Dartmouth. Bostoner. A lot of weed at fucking UMass Dartmouth. What? A lot of weed down there. D-U-M-A-S. Dumas. Anyways, all right, so it depends on the size of your dab? Yeah, so if you do a really big dab, you need more heat. Because it's not going to... Because you'll... No you'll puddle cool, boys. You'll cool off everything, and you won't get a proper hit. So this one, I'm going to go hot for you. What's hot? 580. 580? Oh, here, let me go, too. Hold on. I was going to dab with you. I think I need more water. <laughs> <coughs> that voice. That was very tasty. <coughs> Which one was that? Spritzer. Shout out to Bobby Trill. Shout out to Feel Good. A little bit of Spritzer. Very tasty. A little fresh press. Oh, do we have some uh, mops? I had some. Somewhere. I thought I had some here. We have some in in the green room. Travis will get some. I think it's your turn. Are you giving up? No, not at all. Are you distracting me? <laughs> well, your game is just so whack that. Uh, so wait, that seventy-five dollar eighth I buy with forty-five percent THC is all lies? Yes. Yes. There's no way that something. Shout can out happen. to Bowie so and Glamos. This way. If you had, so here's I'm gonna explain it to you right now. So if you had one gram of that, forty-five percent of what you're looking at is pure THC. <laughs> Impossible. I, I've always said, like, when I see things like 30, 40%, I'm like, what is that? What's that noise? It's the timer. It's telling me that it's ready to dip. 
but she already went in. Um, oh, no, to dip. <coughs> oh, put it in the so it won't bath. Crack, crack my insert. Oh, damn. But it's quartz. It shouldn't break, should it? The inserts are glass. Oh, oh, oh. The, the whole pretty. <coughs> so, oh, oh. You don't use these. But you the just insert, dip. The inserts are for controlling the temperature. So, should I just put this in your insert? Yeah. Get it on over here. Let's go. It's not hot. It's good. good. Hell yeah. Big bath time, dude. Put it in the ice. <laughs> so, because I'm like, if a plant is 40%, how does it have structure? Like, how is what's all the green shit? What's all the... St- like, there's a whole bunch of matter. There's um, waxes, fats, lipids, plant matter, other stuff. You know, cell- cellular plant matter, stuff like that. Yeah, so it's uh, I appreciate that because I've been saying that, and you know I bud tend every now and then, and people come in always ask for the highest percentage, and I just look at them and I'm like, just so you know, <laughs> percentage doesn't really mean anything. It's just like kind of a marketing thing. It's like it's so percentage. Look at it this way: the percentage is the amount of life that's in the battery. It's all the percentages. That's it. So think of it that way. It's only the percentage of life that's in the battery. It's not necessarily anything else because the, the THC percentage is one thing, but then you have to have the right terpene profile to make it so that you're like, so that it's actually like what you want, you know, so you have the best experience. So. It's, uh, <coughs> they said, oh, that would be an amazing race. I would love to see that Bigfoot race. Um, they said I always challenge people but never race. That's not true. I race all the time, dude. Ooh. I've even raced my Uggs before, dude. Uh, they asked, what's your dab temp? We got the answer to that. Uh, terp slurper is better for big dabs, long sessions than a tower. Are terp uh, slurpers better for big dabs and longer sessions than a tower? A, t- a tower is like, that shit will bring you to your knees. That's like, <coughs> that's a much taller slurper with a bigger pillar, bigger insert. So it can hold temperature longer. So you're hitting like a fucking gram dab or something on a tower. How big was that dab you just took? They were so amazed with the big clouds and they said we disappeared. That was a point uh, three. That was a right. Re- is that regular? Is that what yeah. you do? That wasn't like a flex dab. That was just so this a re- is the truth and the no joke. So I'll have I have a hash bar at the house. <coughs> Excuse me. So there's a hash bar at the house. It's an actual alcohol bar, but we don't use it for alcohol. We use it for hash. So at the bar when I'm working, I'll come up to take a dab and I'll do, I'll set up a slurper, two slurpers, cause we have two setups there and I'll heat both of them and I've figured out how to be able to heat them so that I can just take one dab on the slurper. That's a big dab. And then I take another big dab on the other slurper. <laughs> back to back. And then I soak them and then I just get back to work. And so like those two big ass dabs. Set you. Set me up. I go sit back. I use Pomodoro method which is like a 20 minute timer. And I jump back into my work and then I do that until the timer goes off. And then I take a five minute break with another timer, chill, look at my phone. And then what is that process? The what? Called the Pomodoro method. It's a way for like people with ADHD. Me. It's a way to be more productive (laughs) using like a time structure and a visual reference, which is like how we respond. So you get like a sand timer. That's a 20 minute one and a sand timer. That's a five minute one. Or just set your phone. Like. Yeah. And then you set, you have, you have rewards for yourself. So you're going to spend your five minutes like this. So I just got to get through 20 minutes of work to get five minutes. Okay. Just keep doing that. We'll try that shit. Yeah. You could do that. You could do the other stuff like, uh, Pomodoro, like the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. You could buy Pomodoro timers. 
What is um like a typical day for Addison? I wake up at five. Every morning? So I get up at five. Oof. I just have to go to the bathroom. So I'm in the bathroom for like 15, 20 minutes. And then I try to, then I sit down and meditate for 24 minutes. Why 24? <coughs> That's just how long the meditation is. Okay. The morning one's 24 minutes. So I do that one. Then I get, uh, take the dogs out, feed the dogs, and then take the dogs on a walk. And then uh, I make coffee somewhere in between my period. And then, the dogs let you meditate first. They don't like bug you to go outside. They just sleep while I meditate. Okay. <laughs> they know. They or know maybe, the routine. Maybe they meditate. I don't know. Okay. And they could be. You know. Maybe they get that benefit. But. So walk them. You meditate. Walk them. Feed them. Come back. Coffee. Usually go to my desk. And it's it's only five thirty. <laughs> no, no, it's usually like six fifteen. Okay. Close to seven. Okay. <laughs> so then sometimes when I get done meditating. I'll do red light therapy for 10 minutes and then I'll jump in the shower and then take cold the showers. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, I really like cold showers. <laughs> I used to do cold baths in the morning quite a bit and then did that for like a year. Oof. Uh, but did it in the ocean, which is pretty cool. Um, but got like a lot of benefits from it, but um, I just don't really have like a ton of time. I have an ice bath at home now that I use. Oof. So it's I, hard. If I'm like inflamed and my body's all fucked up, I use it, but. I did like a hour therapy of like the cold plunge and the sauna. Oh. I'll do cold plunge like three minutes and then sauna like ten minutes, and I would go back and forth. That shit works. It was it was good. It was intense though. It was a day. Yeah. It was oh, a day. Yeah. It's like a it's it is therapy though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any tissues? Uh yeah, I'm sure we got some tissues. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get you some. The da- do dabs open up your sinuses? Yeah. They, they give me like. It happens to me digestion. often too. It's just once I get past it, I'm good. Yeah. Takes a second. No, it's all good. So, uh, so you're up, do the meditation, dogs. Yep. Feed them, and then what, what's what's the day consist of? Right. I know you got. Before I meditate, I usually sit there and do this like brain dump with all the shit that I have to do for the day and my notes on my phone, and then I text it to myself, or I'll just print it on the printer downstairs, and then uh, that way I could clear my head before I do the meditation. <laughs> so I usually do that first. Uh, so then when I go downstairs and I get done walking the dogs and doing all that stuff, I have a list of like what I need to take care of for that day. So then I just go jump into that list, give it like an hour of work or something, and then set up my schedule and shit for the rest of the day. And then that way I could just like jump into calls at like 10 a.m. Like cannabis, everything starts at 10 a.m. You know, it's not like a cannabis industry, like no one's really calling you. At yeah. Time. Unless you have East Coast shit. But, yeah, no one's up yeah. that early. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get there that all go. the time when I take big ass dabs. My sinuses just start dripping, dude. That's how the human body works, man. Like, I'm just like, what is going on here? That's how it works. What? Okay. So, and then you just make it happen. And how many dabs you do a day? I usually don't take a dab first. I usually get all that stuff done, get my work shit all lined up, everything dialed. <clears throat> and then once I get all that stuff dialed, I might have like call at 10 or something, which is typically like when calls start. So I'll just go take a dab at like 9.30 or something like that. Take a fat dab. Fucking Nine th- I don't dab that early. 9.30. <laughs> well, that's I've been up since fucking 5. I know, but 9.30 is like still... I've already people been up are still sleeping at 9.30. But I've been up for four hours. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I know that life. And I, I dread it thinking about if I'm doing the marathon again is waking up that early to just start running. I don't like... Uh, I really just, dislike waking up when it's dark. 
kind of feel like watching sunrises while you're like doing shit is is sometimes awesome that's cool but like the way my body works i'm usually shitting while the sun's rising so that i I mean that's the whole thing you got to train for yeah out the window you know no i totally get it i totally get it oddly enough it's just on my cycles but i think it's because of the red light stuff listen you got legends of hashish coming up i do look we are what like I try to do these about hour. We're well over an hour, bro. I feel like we talk for fucking hours. We've known each other for a long time. But I want to know uh, legends of hashish. What we got going on this year? What's going on? What's happening? Let people know. I know tickets might be available. <laughs> if you want to be a part of the biggest hash competition, end of year celebration. Fun times. It's gonna be the best of the best. The headiest glass. The terpiest terps. Everyone's gonna come out with. Addison's bringing his ruler. Like the old times, and instead of doing weed, we doing hash. <laughs> no, that, that's what's nice is that I don't have to like. <clears throat> I get to like enjoy the event. We've got it set up now this year, where like I'm not having to worry so much and have to deal with so much myself. We've got like a good, solid, paid team that's there, um, and it's actually a whole team of women that are like super good friends, well organized, smart. Work Take well no together. shit. Te- technically, a gang. So. Um, but yeah, so. gang gang. But this year's uh, we got a, last year's venue. Last two years we had the same venue. This year we have a brand new venue, much larger space to work with. Um, a few different things that we have to work around and, and work through, uh, but nothing that like we can't take care of and handle. Oh, there you go. I didn't realize it was my turn. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't see you go. Nothing that we can't handle. Um. But yeah, you got it. You got it going on. I'm excited. I heard uh, through the grapevine that I'm hosting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you can check me out. Yes, that was uh, that was one of the ideas. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, it's gonna be excited. I'm excited. And it's crazy. It's like a. It's and if you ask like what it is, right? Legends of Hashish is uh, good hash, good people, uh, and really good food. So super. Th- think like top level, catered accommodations for food, uh, and it's amazing Lebanese food. Oh. Really, really good Lebanese food. Um, <clears throat> so, food like that. Then we have Water Boys involved this year as a featured artist. So they're doing, they're premiering Turp Wars 2, the movie, at the event, which is kind of dope. Um, first night we'll have that. We have a massive sesh. Then we have- It's a two night event. Two, two day event, yeah. And then after that, we do, uh, uh, we have a cereal bar, which I think is like the best way to end a- Cereal? A, the best way What's to end- What's your favorite cereal? Oh man, there's so many. Go to. Fruity Pebbles. Ooh. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's okay. What? It's a lot to take on. S tier. After like the second or third bowl, you're kind of like... Fruity Pebbles changes the color of your poop. That's fine. (laughs) That is fine. That is nothing I'm trying to save. (laughs) Nothing I need. Is it your turn or mine? Uh, I think it's uh, your turn. It's my turn. Wait, 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 wait. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, two, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, it's your turn. Not bad. I just wanted to confirm so no one says anything. That is okay. Is this typically how your games go? I mean, uh, we that... took we t- we took a big break while we were playing. Yeah. But no, we're good. We're doing good, okay. dude. We're chilling. Uh, yeah, I feel very chill. Uh, I mean, 
Should I end it? Look, man, if, if you got that much control and you just flex, <laughs> I just want to. I just want to take the long route. Okay. Listen, man, I'm not. I'm not a very competitive person. Like I said, I, I, maybe you'll, I'll let you beat me because just so you can find joy in something and be like, I beat Adam, <laughs> the the fucking Michael Jordan of Connect Four, and then next time I play you, we'll just. This is a psychological roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true psychological roller coaster. <laughs> I mean, if you, you know, this is your thing, though, right? I know so you like, might have beat so me. So if I took you on a journey, you know, on, on my journey into some shit that, like, my thing, that's my thing, right? It's the same way. I'm just like, you're just being nice to me, I think. See, look, everyone's like, I forgot you were playing Connect Four. This is not your usual Connect Four, dude. See? Honey that's bunches with peaches. Wondering. Ew. Uh, th no, that, that's not bad, actually. I think Cocoa uh, Pebbles over Fruity Pebbles. Still fire. Yeah. Still fire. Or cocoa pebbles with cinnamon toast crunch. Ooh, a little cinnamon chocolate. That sounds like some fucking donut hole goodness. Right <laughs> you ever mix your cereals? I feel like that's the same. I feel the same way like when dudes come at me with like vapor carts with terpenes added to them. I'm like, you need to just leave that shit to the bosses. Like, to leave that to nature. Yeah. You know, leave it to like the big boys to figure that shit out. You guys like the uh, the cereal that had the fucking the spooky ones with the little ghosts and shit in it? Like the marshmallows? Yeah, that was pretty good. I remember, like Count Dracula. But I think I really liked. Um, you know what? Remember that one cereal that had the berries in it, and you felt like you were special because you got the berries? Crunch berries? And then they fucked you, and they just made a full berry cereal. Oops, all berries? Yeah, for everyone else. Captain Crunch? You were, like, older, and you didn't... Ooh, that's a good Halloween costume. Captain point. Crunch. That'd be fun. Ooh. You can't fuck around. Like, you can't... You're not offending anyone if you came as Captain Did Crunch. you used to eat the berries at the end? Eat all the yellow ones and then save the no, berries? Or you just all the fucking berries first, bro. <laughs> fucking do not fuck around like that. I think it's your turn. I go right for the treats, my man. Right for the kill. Yep. I'm in it. All right, it's all math now, dude. I know. It's been math the whole time, actually. I know. I'm kind of nervous, dude. Why? Because you might beat me. What do you mean? Bet. No, don't Bet. do that. Bet. Math is on my side, though. You got it. Congratulations. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I told you. I think you let me though. I think you like. I think you were just playing with your food, and then you might have <coughs> choked. No, I didn't. You actually beat me, bro. In Science. real life, I beat you. Yeah, I dabbed before. I lost my concentrate. I had, you know, I usually have a game plan, but you distracted me. We went on a journey of conversations. Congratulations, bro. Okay. You beat me. Did I win? Do I win something? Yeah. You know, like you could say I beat Adam Hill and Connect Four. No one beats me on the show. Dude, you know what? I just thought of this. So now. If you were to measure me and you were to measure, um, uh, what's his name? Weird Rider. What's his name? Uh, yeah. So I'm, I, I'm a better Connect Four player. You are. Okay. Based on what just happened. Okay. But that was one game. We did a two or three. A two or three. We did a did, best did of three. He, and I'm just busting this. I'm just busting Barry's balls. Actually. I love Barry. Yeah. Um, He's did, popping. Did Barry win a couple of them? It was best of three. Uh, he won the first one. Good. Oh, so that's how you do it. So that's how you do <laughs> and then he hasn't beat me since. I like how you play, though. I understand you more now. <laughs> so what I'll do is this, right? So in order for us to play again, I would have to agree to play. 
So yeah. I, I'm here by stating that I will never agree to play with you in, in the Connect Four. That's all right. So I won, and I'm retiring like Tom Brady, and I'm just never play away. again and say I beat Adam Hill. Hasbro recognized. If someone breaks it out, I'm gonna be like, no, I, nah. re- I retired, and they'll be like, why? And I'll be like, well, I beat a recognized. Hasbro recognized player mm-hmm. And after that I figured that it was time to fucking it. Walk the fuck away What's this box in here? Oh this is dope actually It's kind of a cool ass concept Did you ever give me that gift? Yeah I gave it to his sister Oh yeah that's right it's the, it's the I got it right here I was putting tool. my dab around it It's his dab tool stand actually Which is available on the website Oh what is this dude? Okay so Adam this is what this is This is the Hash Calendar uh, Hash Calendar Club On Instagram The Hash Calendar Club on Instagram and and it is uh, if you look inside. I know you're looking at the socials. I see you. Yeah, I was looking at the socials to yeah, make sure. Yeah, but you. if you look here, uh, it has. So the concept is is that the Halloween edition, they there's some other stuff I didn't bring with me, but it comes with like a little note that says this is, uh, you know, you know this is top secret information. Uh-huh. You open it up and it has these instructions and it says that each day, starting on the first day leading up to you know today I think I'm on the third or fourth day. Uh, as you go through the days, if the jar has green uh, label around it, it's the antidote. So if you get the antidote before the seventh day, then you live. If you don't, then you die. And it says that like if you die, then you lose, but you still get to eat. Because this, this one is five grams of hash, uh, and then it's five edibles, as well as a, a, a half gram vapor. So it's basically, there's... A, a, a- uh, it's like perf- perforated uh, paper. It's an a- advent calendar. And there's a bunch of numbers, and yep. you open one up, and then you yeah. follow the instructions. Like for the Christmas ones and the, and and the so Easter Halloween. ones when you're a little kid. But this one and has number one I hash. opened, and it looks like it's a hash jar. From from Hanzo's, yes, which is the top company up in Washington. Fire. Smell that. Like That's some fucking fire. <laughs> And there e- there's each of these is is hash unless you get the anecdote or is well, that no, hash there's as hash well? in every one of them. It's just that what they do is as they build this, uh, wherever you're. Wherever I don't want to ruin is, someone's calendar. This is just my calendar. This is the one that I, I that I dug into. So you could you could dig into any ones I opened. You already, already. did it. Did you get the anecdote? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think I did actually. I think I got it on like the fourth or. And how much is in each one? Like a half gram. Ha- Half gram in each one, so it's there's ten of them, so there's five grams total. Oh, GMO! Smells like sweaty feet. Is that what that one is? Yeah. What is that? Well, this is cherry Kush. No. That's what this is called. Let's smell that shit. That's the motherfucking cherry Kush. No, dude, they're tripping. You don't know this. You don't know the intricate, deep stories of cannabis (laughs) strains and where they come from (laughs) and who had what cut and who was friends with who and roommates. Uh, Well, this is who stole the cut and then released it in another town. Yeah, and call this something else. Come on, come on. I know about that. The whole cannabis industry is about. Get the fuck out of here. Ooh, this one's a little, little sour. Which one? What do you got? This one. The le- oh lemon sour, the lemon sour diesel. That one's actually very. You should dab that. Yeah, I think you need another dab. Uh, or just make a snake for your fucking your fat. No, we'll dab one more. I'll dab one more with you. Okay. The MJ, I'll take this one. I don't need to look any more than the sour. We'll make it happen. Let's take one final dab, dude. Addison, Demora, Terpova on social. So legends. Legends coming up. Prime rib dinner. Uh, let me get that. So so, uh, so a Lebanese dinner. So it's an amazing Lebanese dinner. There's going to be Water Boys Turp Wars 2 movie premiered. We're going to sesh a bunch. Uh, but one of the coolest things about Legends, one of the most interesting thing is 
uh, when a maker enters uh, or brings in his entry uh, for the competition, it's 56 grams. An ounce of that Ooh. goes into quarter grams with their name and their company information on it. That goes to the open hash bar. So the other half of it, the other ounce, goes into the judge's kit. Um, so that way, um, every single, you know, there's 112 of those quarter grams at the bar per entry. So the, uh, over the two days, we give out, I think it's like eight and a half pounds of hash that go out to the judges and to the actual guests of the event. So the, op the way the open hash bar works is any guest can just come up to the bar. They get three quarter grams at a time, um, and they can come up as many times as you want. So the average, I think we figured out it's like 10.6 grams or something like that per guest. Uh, so, you know, some, a lot people, of dabs. some people get more than others, uh, but who needs that much? I mean, this, you just get to you get to try. You, none of the guests get to be judges. The hash makers are the judges themselves. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so they get to just relax and have fun and chill. This year we tried to do some of the judging at home, but it didn't work out for us because we unfortunately scheduled all of the communication with the hash makers during harvest time. And none of them like communicated back with us. Like I think like the the response that we got back was like eight people out of like thirty six emails that we sent or something like that. So it was kind of our own fault for putting Stoners. it during harvest uh, season. So all right, uh, do I need to wipe that thing down with yeah. full of? Yeah. Uh, don't your... your fingers get dry? Oh, um, I got you. Dipping with all the alcohol every day. I see a towel right there. Little yeah, yeah. Mother's just wipe it down. We'll get the final down. Addison Demora, check him out. Uh, Check out Legends of Hashish on Instagram, legendsofhashish.com. <laughs> yeah, if you want tickets, you can just DM me on Terpova uh, on Instagram, and uh, I'll I'll send you a link. So that's how we do it. There it is, dude. You want to smoke the best hash that's around? Uh, sign up. Let me put that in here. Heat that shit up. I think there's a little pearl in there, but it's okay. Uh, I got the lemon. We're going to take this final dab. It is the Getting Highway Show. Kentron's been killing it the whole time, dude. Dude, shout beautiful, out to Kentron. Beautiful sounds. In the building. Looking all great. I learned a lot, dude. Thank you. I'm glad you said a couple things that you said. Okay. Percentages, bullshit. I want to <laughs> give a shout out to Roger at Puffco. Okay. I want to. I, I, I officially ended my beef with Roger. Roger and I had some differences. And I want to publicly let everyone know. Okay. I'm ending my beef with Roger. I have nothing but love for Roger. I'm very proud of him of what he's done. Uh, and that's the end of that. So that's I want to make sure that's said. And I also forgot to tell you. I, I was telling you when we sat down first. Um, I got a I got a message this morning uh, and jumped into an Instagram live with Brandon from Ego Clash and uh, Third Gen. Uh huh. And we were able to have a great conversation. Talked about legends. Talked about Ego Clash. Talked about him putting his uh, he had put his date close or on the same date as Legends. Uh, he changed that today. I think they changed it to the 8th of December. Awesome. Uh, so we had some unity in the community. Major unity in the hash community. So shout out to Brandon. Much love. A lot of appreciation for that. I think that was super dope uh, to do. And uh, he extended the olive branch. We received it. Um, so I think next year we're going to work together much, much closer to put Legends and Ego Clash so that it's kind of a. Uh, a one-two punch for guys right make it easy yeah and be working together in unison but then also be attending each other's events so um so yeah that's what i wanted to say that was a, like the most exciting news for me was and that's what kind of urged me to then to to, <laughs> to then uh <clears throat> i'd already extended the uh the apology to roger and i i sent him love and told him that you know anything i might have said or done 
and offended Puffco or Puff uh, offended him that I apologize for that and that I support him and his endeavors moving forward. So, um, is this from all the meditation you do and finding peace within yourself? It's just like, yeah, it's like I'd much rather see things flow than to see things blocked. It takes a lot for someone to apologize. I, I, I think it doesn't take very much at all. I actually think it just takes the willingness to like want to see what's on the other side of that and just move forward and that's it. And and because then you feel so much happier yourself, like you're just free. You don't have to worry about fucking whatever, you know. And then and I think it really raises the risk or the chances of the next time you see the person, they're happy and they smile at you and that shit's done and then you just move on from that. I'll let the moment be positive. Addison, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming through. I'm going to take this final dab. Let's go. It's great to know you for over a decade and seeing everything happen. I'm already ready already. We're going in, Cobra Coil on the MJ. Get in there, kid. Bam. Oh, you don't have your little pearl though. It's okay. I don't I don't need the spinnies right now. Here's your pearl though. I don't want you to lose it. Did you wipe it? <laughs> It'll cool off. Here, I'll drive. It's okay. Still tastes a little alcoholic. That's good though. That's how you that's like the, the spice of hash. You're just priming your lungs, man. Just cleaning up your lungs. <laughs> Listen. Everyone's still listening to the show. I appreciate you guys. You made it through. <laughs> I had a great time. We went a little over, but it's all good. Oh, is that a fusion? That's the one where you can hold the fucking metal and not burn yourself, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> I like that. My favorite torch. <laughs> the double torch. This actually isn't a fusion, so uh, I like it's fusions, not. but I don't know if they're making them anymore, so... They I, had the double flame too. So I went on Amazon and I found these for nineteen dollars. What? And I buy the fuck out of these. They'll be at Legends, and I'm just gonna put stickers on them that say "I stole this torch at Legends," and then you can just steal it. So if you, you just use it and steal it. I need it's one. Pretty much. What we want to see. I need one, dude. I got you. Hell yeah! You. My torches are, crapping out. It's really a write-off <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah. I think they just to write off. It's a clever way to write things off and what? Put, put artwork out into the world. So we're gonna we're designing some Water Boy stickers for the torches, uh, and the torches will be there. I'll give you some face stickers too. And here's the thing: the reason why I did this is because I, I could not find a torch sponsor. I got shunned by <laughs> damn by the torch company. I don't know fucked. if I did something or if maybe they know that I just buy them from Amazon and put my own stickers on them. I don't know what I did. <laughs> maybe my independence. Uh, Intimidated them. It's all good. Whatever. You're doing it. You're making it happen. Either way. Addison Demora. Check him out on all the platforms. Turpova. Legends of Hashish. If you don't know about it, now you do. He's one dude. You don't I can't believe you don't smoke flour anymore, dude. That's crazy. Without pre-run, there won't be none, dude. We will. We will <laughs> Listen, Kentron, you're amazing. I appreciate you coming through. Always being here. Fabulous. If you're just watching and you're in a safe place, get high with us right now. We're making, we made it, dude. We made it. Shout out to everyone watching. If you're on YouTube, you already know, like, comment, subscribe, share. If you're watching a podcast, leave a comment. Yeah, let them know. We about get high. How much did you smoke today? Let me know in the comments, dude. What is your dab temp? <laughs> What's your dab size and temp? Addison, it's been great. I learned a lot. <laughs> Dab size per temp. It's always, a whole math a equation. Dab temp over dab equals percentage 
minus i don't know dude i'm over it I i'm like, high i like that equation I like yeah that we'll, equation we'll figure it out all right good work look at that dab look at that dab dude we'll get it say thanks we'll see you guys next time dude you already know it's the highest host out of mill let's go kid that zoom <laughs> it's not time over temperature Thank you.